Every mistake is an opportunity to learn. Even those whack exes and lame situationships you endured. This podcast helps single black millennials date smarter by sharing stories of what not to do in dating. Join me, Randy, as I talk with black millennials about the dating lessons they've learned and the mistakes they never want to make again. This is Situationships Podcast, and I'm your host, Randy. Hey, y'all. This is Randy. So on this week's episode, I talk with Deja. She's a 35-year-old who is in a monogamous relationship, and we talk specifically about her practice of radical honesty in her relationship. It really takes open communication to the next level. She learned from past relationships how important communication is, and because of the maturity her and her partner both have, they have uh, decided that this radical honesty works for them. However, we do talk about um, how radical honesty can be challenging and how she's not really sure it's for everyone. And as a self-proclaimed petty person, you'll get to hear how Deja uh, gets a little bit petty with her partner in the Do Better Corner. If you have a friend who could use some dating advice, please share this episode with them. Get Situationships podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships podcast Patreon at patreon.com backslash situationships pod. And lastly, let's connect on social media. You can find me at situationships pod on Instagram and Facebook and at situations pod on Twitter. Shoot me a DM, double tap a pick. Uh, Let me know what's up in the comments. I really want to hear from you guys. All right. I hope you enjoy the episode. To get right into it, I know before the show, uh, we talked about some of the lessons that you're learning in your uh, current relationship. Um, Specifically, you mentioned radical honesty and open communication being a really important element of your current relationship. Um, But before we get too deep into that, I kind of wanted to lay the groundwork on what your relationship is now. Like, how did you two meet? How long have you been together? What's the dynamic of you two as of today? Yeah, definitely. So thank you for having me. I love your podcast. I'm excited. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've been together. uh, My boyfriend and I, we've been together about a year and a half now. Next month will be a year and a half. And interestingly enough, we met probably four years ago at a meetup group in D.C. We both live in D.C., but we met again, I guess it was a year and a half ago on online on OkCupid. And that's kind of how we met. And it was really interesting because I think we just had very much shared energy. And when we met the second time on OkCupid, it was very intentional and we were very, very focused. And it we'd unbeknownst to both of us, we didn't realize that it was really the last date that we both wanted to go on. And we were going to say, okay, we're done with all of this. And we had a really great date. Uh, You know, we met for coffee. I think we were still very much interviewing each other. So we said, we're just going to meet for coffee and see how it goes. And it went really well. After two hours of talking at the coffee shop, we then went to dinner and then we went to an art show so just it's that's kind of how it's been and it's been really it's been good 
that just made me smile so hard. <laughs> that sounds so sweet. Um, wait, so when did you guys know that you had met at the meetup prior or did you like realize it after the fact? I knew my boyfriend thinks he knew, but he I don't think he remembered. But I knew because I very much clearly remember what he looked like. And I, at that time, four years ago, I was like, huh. This is a very handsome man. Okay. It was like a mental note. I mean, uh-huh. he was in a relationship, so it was just like DJ oh, not even want to touch that. Got but, you. So I remembered him, but I don't think he remembered me. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so I guess, like I said, you talked about radical honesty, which I think is a really um, interesting concept and statement. Um, so for you in your relationship, what does radical honesty look like? I love that question because I have to say that we're still figuring it out. Though we've been together a year and a half, we are by far not saying that we're experts. But I think what I really, really love about my boyfriend is that we came into this relationship very logical and understanding that we are both very different. I mean, we are polar opposites in everything, like personality type, every facet, but we work really well. And so I I give that backdrop that for us, radical honesty is being upfront about everything. And it sounds very simplistic, but when you're in a relationship, sometimes you just let things slide. You just go with it. But for us, it could be something as simple as, you know what, that text you sent me, that I'm really in my feelings. Why did you say that? Like, let's have a conversation about that. And we make it a point. And we did this at the onset of like, we have to talk about every single thing. And and that means we're over communicating, Mm -hmm. we're talking and texting a ton. But for us, that's at least one way to try to mitigate just challenges that arise. Because I mean, I don't at all want to portray that it's this glamorous thing. I mean, it's two people coming together that are different. So we have our ebbs and flows like every relationship. But because we both agreed that radical honesty means never concealing our feelings about the partner when it's hard. And and I think that at the most is the key is because it's easy when you like you love the person, you're just going to say it. Oh, I love you. You're awesome. I care about you. But it's when you're upset with them that sometimes you can steer away from leaning into that difficult time. So for us, it's really what you said, particularly in the challenges to say, hey, partner, I'm really feeling unheard in this moment. I feel like you're minimizing my perspective and you're you're entering into this like patriarchal dynamic that has some elements of misogyny sprinkled in. Let's talk about that. And we really do. And I know he's so patient and understanding because I'm constantly talking about, yes, you're very emotionally available and mature, but do not be deceived. Like you are conditioned in this Trump America. So you will have elements of patriarchy and elements of misogyny and elements of all these like sexism and all these forms of oppression. So I know that's much longer than what you wanted, but no, that's that's perfect. Um, So I guess one, like one of the things that I'm curious, curious about is like, what does that look like on a, like, in practice like when there is something that made you feel away is it something you guys address immediately like is there like a cool off period how do you and you also you mentioned text and talking like do you set rules and parameters around 
like how that communication happens? Yeah, we we did in the beginning, definitely, because, you know, as we're kind of like storming and forming, I guess, to use that group dynamic um, phase is we definitely did. We would say things, uh, for instance, if if I was going to have a difficult conversation, I would preface it and say, hey, partner, I'm saying this to you, remembering that I care about you, but as an extrovert that likes to externally process my feelings, I know this is going to be different for you. So I'm just giving you this preface of I'm about to externally process something that you just said that's not sitting well with me. So in the Mm -hmm. beginning, it was a lot of that, a lot of before I say something, explaining it. So it wasn't out of the blue because the key difference between my boyfriend and I is I'm an extrovert and he's an introvert. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much, you know, I because of that and everything like I externally, I need to process things, though I internally take time away, but I need to talk it through and in the moment. So say if we have a discussion and an argument that just goes bad, I whereas he needs time to step away and just process and be silent. I'm like, no, 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 let's talk about it now. Like, why are you upset? Why, you know, and, and he doesn't like that. So to your question, it, what that practically looks like is literally every moment, like before, and I, we're all busy professionals, but in that moment saying, hey, I'm at work, but I'm just texting you. I'm not feeling great about what you said or whatever the situation was. We need to have a conversation in person together, or we need to do a FaceTime or whatever. But in practice, it really is in that moment, not allowing too much time to pass to talk about it and to to have those conversations can i can i honestly say that sounds like the scariest thing (laughs) to me it is (laughs) i grew up in a very conflict averse home um and it's funny because the older i get the more i realize how conflict averse uh, my family can be um and that's something that i'm learning right now is like doing the uncomfortable things because it's it's for the best right saying the thing that's hard to say um it's it's like like I literally have like this block sometimes like I want to say this thing I want to do this thing but like it's like almost trying to push myself through it um mm-hmm. and I think specifically when you're talking about somebody that you like you love and and you want to be around and you don't want to hurt but And I think for me, the fear is like they're going to leave or they're going to walk away or they're going to like reject you or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. like, has that been a part of your experience? Like that fear, I guess? Definitely. I'm so glad you said that. Definitely. And we with the radical honesty, we are radically honest about that. Whereas Mm. I'll say you because I'm older than my boyfriend, I'll say, hey, you know, I feel that you're going to want to leave me for someone that's a little bit more easy. That's not as challenging. That's not as over analytical or intellectual. And I'll say that and and being very vulnerable. And thankfully, because he is equally vulnerable, he will say, DJ, you know, thank you for sharing that. I need you to know that I'm here. Like I am not trying to go anywhere. And we constantly check in. We yeah. in the beginning, we don't do this as much, but we used to do, and I know it sounds really formulaic, but it really isn't in practice. We would just do check-ins. So say a few months have passed. And I think I was in a mastermind group and one of the leaders mentioned this, and that's how I really kind of 
employed it is saying, hey, you know, it's been a few months. Like, how are you feeling in this relationship? Like, what has been a challenge? What do you think are areas of opportunity for us? What are our strengths? What can we continue to leverage? And what can we do more of? And I think we do this in our careers and our professions, but it's really applying it to the relationship as well. And I think that has really helped us so far. Um, and, and I hear what you're saying. Like, I've also had to do a ton of working out this conditioning because in my family, and that's another part of the difference, I grew up very traditional, very conservative family. My boyfriend did not, the antithesis mm. of that. And so I've had to unwork like these traditional roles or mm. um, definitely religion. I grew up in a very religious like upbringing generationally. And so unworking some of these things and, and I, and trying to just embrace like, this is where I am now, you know, and just be accepting of that. But it definitely was very scary. And it continues to be scary. But because we really set a foundation of we have to be authentic and vulnerable. And that means if I'm saying, you know, I'm insecure that you're going to want to walk out and be with someone more docile. And him saying, you know, whatever his at that moment, his insecurity is. But I think because he's willing to meet me and being transparent and vulnerable, it just makes it very easy that I don't think about it. I've actually had to learn to kind of pull back and not pour everything out because he, we're both in past and, you know, we feel everything. And sometimes I'm learning like, DJ, okay, if you're really, really stressed, like, he doesn't need to experience all that. Yeah. Like, yes, we're partners and I need to share, but I also need to like balance and just say that's, you know, these things I can talk to my therapist, these things I can talk to my career coach, these things I can talk to my friend. And I'm, that's something that I'm learning that piece. No, that it's funny. Two things that I thought of while you were talking, that second part that you just mentioned is like, I think a really interesting point that, um, people don't always give a lot of thought to that I've been trying to be more uh, intentional about is like the unloading that you can do on people. That's not always fair and how mm -hmm. um, like, I know I used to, like, I was going through, like I was really anxious last year because of work and I would call my mom before and after work and talk to her while I was driving to and from work and just unload on her like every mm -hmm. day. And one day it dawned on me. I was like, that's not nice that's not fair that's like I haven't thought about what the emotional toll is on her being the receiving of this like anger and anxiety and fear and whatever um and just trying to be mindful of like spreading that out and then there's also like um I talk about Esther Perel she's like a relationship therapist um and she talks a lot about how we in today's society we rely a lot on our partners to be our everything um, and how we need mm -hmm. to understand that like we need a community of people to play a variety of roles in our life just like you were saying like this is what I go to my friends for this is what I go to my therapist for this is what I go to my my counselor for my um, coach for this is what I go to my partner for um, instead of having all of that fall on one person's shoulders I think is um, it could be a big responsibility and a big emotional um, burden and like one, like one person just can't handle all of that. Um, usually. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, Oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? I'm like forgetting now. Um, 
oh I forget dang it but it'll, it'll come <laughs> it'll back come to me back. yeah <laughs> but I like oh that's what it was um it's it's interesting because I I feel like I'm hearing more often people who are applying like these um I don't know how to how to phrase it but like formulaic ways of operating that you know you tend to apply to business or to your career to relationships and I think I think it it, like to me it makes sense right Um, but I think it's also a little bit counter to what society has taught us to do I think society has like deems relationships as uh, romantic relationships as like too much emphasis on the romance like everything is supposed to be based on your feelings but like Mm. in reality these are still people that you relate to and have like and all of like if you can take a time take the time to plan and to like schedule check-ins with your manager why wouldn't you do the same thing with your relationship you know like it 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 like it's, it's it sounds counter to like it's not romantic right to say like I put on my calendar or I you know it's you know noticing that it's been a few months so I should check in but I think the more I he- think about it the more I hear other people applying these um tools to like romantic relationships it seems to make sense definitely and I think for for us and when I'm learning and in, in this next part is just you know every and we know this it's it's like such a cliche notion everyone's relationship is going to be different and we try to constantly talk about that and just say you know we are not trying to compare ourselves to anyone I mean I'm older you know than him and so I am just really trying to unwork these notions and we've gotten to a point of like even as far-fetched as like when we think about either moving in together and like and I know it sounds just really absurd to people but and just being radically honest like we've even talked about having our own separate rooms but still having like a a central room just so we can have our separate spaces of separate energy and time to just like decompress and you know so I, I I feel like it's just at the core it's using whatever tools work for you and I think that works for us and who knows what that will look like living together with a separate space but I think it's also just to try to create again it's almost like the the mitigating any type of issues because the issues will arise it's just trying to plan for them and be upfront and have a process of okay when this issue occurs what is our our step and still figuring that part out <laughs> yeah no and 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 the whole separate rooms thing that don't that doesn't sound crazy to me at all I <laughs> I love that I love that you say that <laughs> I remember watching being Mary and Jane several years ago and there was like one season when she was dating some dude who he was like I don't ever want to be I think he was I think he was saying that he didn't want to be married he wanted to live separately and that was the first time that I had heard that and it sounded really attractive to me and I do think that like there was a time when I was like I want us to have separate homes and we have you know and we'll Mm -hmm. spend time together and live together but I think I've come to the point now where I think that um we we can live in the same house but we do (laughs) need to have separate space because I think I mean a life is a long time right like and if you intend Mm -hmm. to spend your life with someone you're you're gonna need time to to be alone to like 
to just, yeah, create distance, create space. And not to say that that has to be the only way that you operate, but, um, I don't know, like to me, and I, I, I consider myself a very logical and analytical person as well. So, I, and maybe that's just, you know, our, the way our brains work. I don't know, mm-hmm. but, um, I love that idea. I, yeah, I love that idea. Um, well, one, and one thing I was curious about is how would you say the communication that you have in your relationship now differs from communication in previous relationships? So, I mean, it's so much. I've been in relationships where the, the person I was with would run away physically, I mean, literally when there was challenges, when things were not positive. I mean, I remember one time we, we were leaving the Metro and we were kind of having a discussion and we weren't seeing eye to eye. This is a prior partner. And he literally crossed the road into incoming traffic to get away from hearing me talk. Oh, wow. And that to me en- encompasses his, at that person, just really not wanting to be in conflict, but conflict is inherent to life. Absolutely. You know, that that is just par for the course. So being, I mean, this current relationship it's just night and day. It doesn't compare. I've also been in other relationships where the partner, you know, was very like paternalistic and it was, you know, you can't say anything that differs from me. And, and just these really unhealthy, like toxic masculine relationships. And so it's just been such a breath of fresh air, just the ease and not the ease that this relationship is easy. It's not, but just the ease of just being able to show up as Deja, not having to, you know, say, oh, I'm too much. I'm too strong. I'm too confident. I'm too bold. I'm saying like, he just appreciates me being myself. And that has just been really refreshing. And, And at that is a part of the communication and that he also, and I think why it works is, you know, he's definitely different than other people as well. He has six sisters. And so growing Mm. up being raised by a mother with six sisters, he has a lot of these traits that I think society would deem as, oh, he's more air quote feminine, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we, we don't even take that on. It's like, no, he, values communication. He understands the multifaceted dynamics that us as Black women can can be and can bring. And that has really been nice. And I see that upbringing. That is why he is who he is, why he communicates so much, because he has six sisters and was raised, you know, primarily by his mom, though he has a great relationship with his dad, his mom really raised him. So it's, it's just really been, I've loved it. It's just been refreshing. It's just like, wow, thank you, God. Like my time has come for like a nice, you know, just because, and like all of us, you know, you have bad experiences. And then you think like, is it possible that someone else can exist out there? And, you know, it's just really been refreshing. I think the challenge for us is sometimes we get in, you know, my boyfriend and I, we get in our own way or we're like, is this going to work out long term? Is you know we're kind of like what's what's the bad thing that's going to happen? And that's you know that's self sabotaging thought process. And we try to really say like no, maybe this is just this is our season. This yeah. is just what it is, and not try to um, coerce it, but just let it be what it is. That it's so funny. That makes me like so hopeful because I totally relate to the. So the idea of feeling like you're might be quote unquote difficult. 
um, Mm -hmm. and like strong willed and as a woman and as a black woman who like you know knows what they want to a certain extent and like just operates in the world with a certain level of assertiveness that um, men don't always men aren't always open to um, to hear that you found someone that um, accepts all of that of you that's 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 really beautiful and um I'm, you know, I'm waiting for mine. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll come eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> um, but they're out there. You know, that's also like wonderful to hear. And I'm, I'm happy that you found someone who, in, in like accepts all of you. And that's really beautiful. Um, so one of the things you also mentioned was having a plan in place for dealing with conflict. Um. And I don't know, is is the radical honesty the plan? Are there other elements to a plan? Like, what does that look like? And how did you guys develop that together? Yeah, so there definitely are other elements. Radical honesty is one component of it. Something that we just started in 2020 is, is couples therapy. So, you know, we're not, let me preface, like, we're not engaged or anything yet, but you know, we just realized, okay, we've been together a year and a half. You know, we want to make sure we're continuing in the direction where we're growing at. We're not just stagnant. We're not just, oh, we're just, you know, lifers in this relationship, but know that it's going in a trajectory. And so couples therapy, I mean, we're still very much in the beginning phase of that because trying to find a therapist, we've just been going to a lot of informational like one-time sessions trying to find the right fit. So that's one piece of it. The other part of the plan is also me having to know that he'll tell me in the beginning, okay, Deja, I need time. And so part of the plan is like, all right, I need to respect his boundaries. He's very much very clear on like, these are my boundaries, DJ. A part of this plan, I need you to respect them, even though in respecting them is counter to my personality type. And so that's a learning process that's tough because I don't want to have space. I want to go head in and talk about the conversation, but I'm ready to just say, okay, let me just step back. Let me, you know, and it's not stifling who I am. It's just respecting that there's something also that I can learn from my partner who yeah. is the complete opposite of me. And so I'm, I'm learning in that other parts of the plan is, is really, I think it's just the constant communication. And, and I say, particularly for me, it's when I'm in a conflict or challenge, I'll want to just disconnect with him. Like if he upsets me, I'll just want to ice him out, not talk to him, any of that. And I'm learning from him, he hates that. He really doesn't like that. And because he feels that that's almost like it it triggers that abandonment piece. Mm. And so I'm having to learn like, oh, okay, this thing that is not at all the intention of abandonment, that's how he responds to it. So it's, I mean, it's still trial and error, but it really is just trying to say in my frustration, I still need to be able to communicate to him. And even if that communication is, I'm mad at you, I don't want to talk to you for the next four days. I love you. I care deeply about you. Let's reconnect in five days. And we've done that many a times, many a times where, you know, he'll say something and it really pisses me off. And I'll say, okay, I love you. I don't want to talk to you for this week. And and so I think that's also a part of the plan. And I also, you know, want to say it's not like a written in stone plan, but just trying to 
this trial and error of understanding how we need to communicate to each other because our goal is we want to be together. We want to be in a healthy married partnership. And if that's the goal, then it's working backwards of like, okay, what are the steps we need to take to make sure that we're sustaining, staying in that direction? That sounds mature as shit. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's like grown as hell. Um, but don't be fooled, Randy, because I can be petty. I can be, <laughs> oh, don't, but I, you yes, know what? I have my mature moments, but. But you know what? The thing that I also really appreciate about at least this conversation we're having is the transparency. Because I think people talk about relationships being hard, but it, like, and if I'm being honest, like I've never been in a relationship, so I don't know what that means. Like what does hard mm-hmm. look like? And mm-hmm. to say like, black and white there are times when I say I want to talk to you for the next x number of days like that like it blows my mind a little bit because I've never heard anybody say that out loud to their partner and y'all still together after like you like (laughs) come back together like all right I'm cool let's talk about it like that just it's a level of like I think maturity and commitment that Mm -hmm. in the realness of that commitment and that conflict that I don't hear people talk about very often um that's yeah that's deep (laughs) (laughs) um so one of the things you also specifically mentioned um in the pre-interview was um you're having a plan in place for when conflict arises helps you to remember why you're in the relationship Mm -hmm. and I was curious like what are your reasons for your why for why you are committing to this relationship. Yeah. And I have to remind myself of that too. It's, you know, I'm in this relationship because I am learning so much from him Mm. and I'm learning so much from him because he's so different than me. You know, he's a visionary. He can think very broadly, whereas I get really caught up in the details and the minutia because you know, that's how I've been trained. And so it's been really refreshing someone that can just stay like big picture and dream. I think sometimes I suppress innovative thought processes. You know, he's so big thinking of like, yeah, DJ, DC is not the end all. Like we're thinking beyond. And it's just, it's so great to be with someone like that. And so I'm in it for that. I'm in it because it's so wonderful to be with someone that wants to also you know, run head into all of this, like all that Deja brings, because I've, you know, just like you said, I've been told my whole life from family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, everything that, you know, I am too much, that you are just too much. You're too difficult. You're too strong. You speak too forcefully. You're too aggressive. You're too assertive. And so to be with someone that's like, yeah, that's why I'm with you because, you know, you are the opposite of me, you know, and and, and a mantra that we kind of live by. And it was my mom said this to me and my siblings all the time growing up is iron sharpens iron. And that is like our relationship. I think our purpose is like, we are here to strengthen each other. And we have to lean into that and like, let that be our superpower that my weakness is your strength and, and vice versa. And though the, the, the dual, you know, there's two sides of that coin, though that can be our superpower, it can also be the thing that makes us just furious with each other. Mm. So 
it's, you know, I'm in it because it's just refreshing to be with someone like that. It's also really nice to be with the partner that also has a vision and a plan. And he's, he's done the hard work as well. I mean, I was just astonished to find a black man that goes to therapy, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just like, what? So you're doing this hard work. And, And that is why I'm with it. And I think that's why we can have these very hard conversations is because he's, in therapy he's processing things and that just makes him just such an amazing person and just ready and willing and there are not many men that I've met that are you know ready to do that so I'm just enjoying this I I love him deeply I love that he compliments me I love not just like compliments like on external things but he compliments you know my characteristics and my qualities and it's just I'm enjoying this this time I love that that's amazing um because I think I don't know I'm not sure if a lot of people put a lot of thought into the why um Mm -hmm. and it's easy to just be like well it feels good like I like spending time with them and and those are like valid you know they're important Mm -hmm. elements but to have something that's a little bit deeper I think that helps carry you through the long term um so if if someone was looking to implement radical honesty into their relationship, are there any recommendations that you would give on practicing radical honesty or introducing radical honesty into a relationship? I would say having first a conversation with, with their partner about just you know, saying that we, I want to move us in a direction where we can authentically talk about everything, even the challenging thing, particularly and especially the challenging things. I think the first way to implement it is to have that initial conversation. It's almost having a conversation about a conversation, though mm-hmm. it sounds um, repetitive. It really isn't because you're you're bringing both people to the same, like making sure that there's no ambiguity, that we're both clear on this process that we want to move into. So having that initial session, that conversation, I keep saying session as if it's like project management, but it really, there's (laughs) a lot of applicability, but really having that initial conversation of, I want us to be going in this direction. I think that's the first step. It's also like we, I mean, the reality is we all have trauma. We all have things that we're working on. That's just the life course journey. And so even talking about that, knowing that, hey, this is something I want to try. We're going to fuck up at times. We're going to slip. Like, it's, the shit's not going to be perfect. I don't know if I should be cursing. No, I'm you sorry. can say you know, you okay. can say all of the words. That's it. People always worry. No, say everything. I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> But then having a conversation about that, like when we deviate, when we're not doing the right things, I just really think it's about a paradigm shift of saying, like, let's not just be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship, but having conversations to ensure that we're going in the right direction. And I don't know when this clicked. And I think because he is my boyfriend, he's also very much like project management minded. And so we have tried to, you know, apply some of those same skills. And I I really think, you know, I'm long winded, I'm completely digressing, but I really think it's about having the conversation and just making sure that the partner is open. Because I think a challenge is the reality is I don't know, but I don't think any of this would work if my boyfriend wasn't also 
equally willing. Right. And I think that's the challenge is like, I don't know how this would play out if my boyfriend wasn't as emotionally mature or receptive to just being very different in a relationship. And I think also because of, you know, not with divulging too much because, you know, he was raised by his mom and his, you know, had challenging dynamics with his dad and, and just, just seeing the challenging relationship with his parents. I think that's also a contributing factor why he's so open to trying something different. That's yeah. not mainstream. That's yeah. not what we've been conditioned and indoctrinated into thinking because I mean, society would tell me, would tell him like, Oh, he just need to leave DJ. She's just on the most. She's just too much. And he, it was one thing that he said, you know, because I love, like, I would always say, you know, I'm just exercising my Michelle Obama. And if it's <laughs> too much for you, then you just need to, like, deal with it. And he said something, like, last year I, was, I never thought about. He's like, well, DJ, what if, you know, you're the Barack in this situation and I'm Michelle? Oh, no shit. And I was, right. Never would. And I'm like, Wow. He's like, yeah, you know, it's, this could be your time and I'm here to support you during your time. And then, yeah. you know, the roles could change. And it's just that willingness. I don't know what the relationship would look like if he wasn't able to do that. And so I don't even know if I can answer your question yeah. because it's it's tough because if the other person is not willing, you know. So I guess so. So when did you or how did you figure out that he would be someone open to having these kinds of conversations? Really? You know, so definitely when we saw each other, okay, keep it because we were both just incredibly disillusioned and like, you know, I'm tired of this app. Want to get off. Mm -hmm. We, at that date, we said, I mean, we explicitly said, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I want to be in a relationship and I want to, be moving in a direction. You know, we would always say moving in a direction, but that was code for like, we want to be in a committed married right, relationship. Right. <laughs> but we would always just use that verbiage. And it was, I think in those initial moments, and I'm like, huh, he kind of wants the same thing. But I think what really solidified it was just as we were, like as we were dating in the beginning and he was just really open to having conversations about this. Like he wouldn't shy away or he would initially just be, you know, he's stubborn just like me, but then he would sit and be like, wow, DJ, I'm wrong. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Like, you know, and that's when I really, like when I first, for the first time heard him say like, wow, DJ, you're right about this. Like I'm completely wrong. Like, don't listen to me. And that's when I was like, wow, he's willing to admit his faults. And, and I think that's, when it was and I also don't want folks to think like that we're in this perfect thing perfection does not exist it's just been we're constantly constantly working at this and talking about it so it might sound as if everything's straight but it's not you guys probably are just listening to me on a great day right you, you, you would if it was Monday like I would probably say something very different <laughs> What's well, funny too, because I was actually just um, having a conversation with a friend about about like figuring out, taking the time to figure out that someone is worth the work, right? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you, and, I, and you know, I don't, I don't know the details, but it sounds like you figured out 
that he was worth it, like he was worth it because he was also willing to like do the introspection, do the work and continue to show up um, for like the partnership that you were potentially forming in the early stages. Um, and I think it's so often I think it's easy for women in particular to like want to do the work before their partner or potential partner has shown that they're willing to also do the work. So I think to your point, like you can meet someone and want to be radically honest and be like, I'm ready to deal with all these things head on. But if that person isn't compatible with you and isn't willing, isn't on the same page with how they want to show up, um, then like, it's just, it's not going to work out. And so finding that person and, and like easing into that and, and figuring out who, who you're dealing with and if they are ready for what you're looking for and ready to engage in the way that you are, I think is an important element to figuring out whether or not you can have this radical honesty or, I don't know. Yeah. So that was all like, that was like amazing. That was all super like, I love, I love your transparency and your honesty. Cause I think, like I said, I think it's really easy to think things are, easy and and not really know mm-hmm. what the hard it looks like and um i appreciate you being honest and open about what that looks like in your relationship but moving on to segment number two it's called asking for a friend mm-hmm. and it's really easy to think the grass is always greener, right? Like people who are single are like, oh, I want to be in a relationship because they have, you know, whatever. They have love and whatever. And then I think sometimes in people in relationships um, are like, oh, I miss my, you know, single days because I had the freedom to do what I want and, and all of that. So I'm curious, as someone who's in a committed monogamous relationship, what are the highlights um, and the biggest challenges of your career? current dating status yeah I mean I'd say the I start with the challenges I think the challenges of being in a relationship especially now that we're like a year and a half in is just that so you know you're no longer dealing with like the facade or just any of that initial like warm and fuzzies it's really the, the differences of the other person and the way that it really manifests for us is because we're just so different. So for instance, like when I'm stressed and I'm really stressed out, either if it's work, if it's financial, if it's family, just all these things that are happening, I am not the most positive person. When I'm stressed, like I'm tunnel vision, like really in this, this pit, whereas he He's very positive despite challenges and conflict. Like he's very, very positive. And when I'm like, when you're in that acuity of just being stressed, at least for me, I don't want to always hear these positive things. Like that really fucks with me and makes me so livid because to me, I receive it as like you're dismissing and you're negating my experience. And so that really, I mean, I think is the challenge that we're, you know, we're still working through is like when I'm stressed, like how to to deal with that? Because when he's stressed, like he that's just naturally who he is. He just becomes really positive and optimistic. And for me as like an over analytical person, and I've said this to him and we've gotten many arguments is I, I think that he's very idealistic and he oversimplifies things and he doesn't appreciate the multifaceted components or see a different perspective and be sensitive to that. And so that's, you know, that's been challenging. And I think we're, 
we just talk about it all the time and just trying to, to work through that. And that, that's why in, in January we started with, um, for couples therapy, separate from our own therapist of just trying to work through, work through that process. I'd say that's definitely been the, the most challenging. The highlight has just been, you know, to have a committed partner. It's just been really nice to experience things with a person. I mean, I've, you know, I'm 35, so I've done a lot on my own. I've traveled on my own. I've lived abroad on my own. I've done a lot of things and, and I've enjoyed it. And it's just neat to do those same things with someone that you really deeply love and care about. And I, that's just really been the highlight from something as simple as like, you know, it was Valentine's day last week and we don't really celebrate that per se. Uh, we, you know, we just, it's like, that should be how it is for us every day. But he surprised me with my favorite chocolate truffles that I love and flowers and a little teddy bear. And because I think I got so excited because we both said we don't celebrate this day. And I was just really surprised that he had that. And so that was just like, wow, that's really sweet. You know, that's really beautiful. Like y'all are cute as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not romanticizing, trying not to romanticize it, but like, that still just sounds really nice. It's funny because like, there's like part of me that's excited about the challenge of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not easy, but there's something mm -hmm. I think rewarding about going through a challenge, doing a hard thing and like coming mm -hmm. out on the other side and realizing that not only did it not kill you, it made you stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. something that I'm looking forward to, like finding one day. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, is there any piece of actionable advice you could give to people about like being in a healthy, um, monogamous, committed relationship? Yeah, I would really say what I'm learning is you know, because you hear a lot of people constantly giving advice, talking about, you know, all these great things. We don't, like you said, we don't talk about in detail the challenges. And so I think that an actionable piece of advice is when there's conflict and when you are upset and you don't feel heard or you don't feel valued, that's when there needs to be the conversations. And it's tough. I mean, I don't want to make it seem like it's very simple, but that's when there needs to be a text message of, hey, we were going to plan to you know, go to brunch. Let's go to brunch, but let's be clear. We're going to brunch with a specific purpose of we need to talk about this situation that made me feel unheard and, and, and not valued. And I think that's something that has helped because that it can at least make it... Um, receivable, that it's something you're already going to do, you're already going to go to brunch, have a great meal, then just have this conversation as well. But making sure that, you know, you don't just spring it on the person and they don't know, I think mm. a text helps to prepare them or call whatever modality that they know that, okay, we're going to have this conversation. I think that's really helped is just in the challenge, particularly, because the challenge will come. And that's really when it's the time to communicate the most. I like that. You know, it's one other thing I was going to mention earlier, it sounds like it sounds like you to have a lot of trust. And I think that seems like a really important piece of being able to be so honest and open and vulnerable and mm -hmm. like knowing that that person isn't going to mm -hmm. abuse that um, and is going to try their best to receive it um, 
and like to receive it, you know, and that um, mm-hmm. that sounds like a really important part of, of what you guys have. That's true. And and I think and, and it's like, I don't even know how that came about, but we'll even and we haven't said it that much now. But like in the beginning, I would ask him, hey, are you fucking around? Like, are you seeing someone? Are you mm-hmm. thinking about it? Do you have a desire? Like we would I would literally say those things and I would always say if you're thinking about something like just let me know like I don't just just let me know like if there's something that's not going well let me know you know and he'll ask the same things and it's just really because I don't want to assume that you know everything's going well yeah and um I think that's helped and I I trust him and believe what he's telling me is true and to your point, I think that trust helps because you're right. I don't, none of this would happen if, you know, you don't really trust the person. So it's definitely, none of this is like in the beginning phase. Like a, a lot of this was like, as you know, the six months, seven months were like, huh, okay, you're still here. We're still here. We're yeah. still enjoying this. Okay. I don't even know what that looks like, man. Six <laughs> months. What? That's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a solid two. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You are building a foundation. Absolutely. And so now I'm very excited to move into the last corner, which is the do better corner. Um, Cause from what you said, you uh, harbor a little petty inside of you. <laughs> um And so I was hoping that you would be willing to share something from your dating or relationship past that you would define as petty or maybe something you've done that was a little embarrassing that you, um, you know, hope not to repeat in the future. Um, But yeah, something that you like, you know, that was something I did in my past. Um, I've grown and learned from it and I won't do that anymore. Yes, I'm. It's like, which story to share? Because there's so many. But I'm just a recent story. I was studying for the PMP exam. Mm-hmm. And, which is project you know, management I, I, professional. Yeah. So during that time, I was like, okay, we probably just need to spend some time separate, like so I can focus. And, and, and for me, the petty stuff that I'll do is, you know, when you're in that moment, like say if it's you're showering or just getting dressed and you're just like harboring on one minute thing that you just blow up to be this big thing and I'll just harbor on it. And then throughout the day I'm driving. And so I'll send him a text in my petty mode of like, yeah, you said this one thing and I don't feel it. I'm not liking this. So because you said this one thing, we're not going to talk. Mm. and I I just don't want to talk to you. And so then what made it even more petty, then, you know, so I'm already telling him, like, I don't want to talk to you for a while. And then later he's like, okay, that's cool. I think you're right. We should just not talk. I said, oh, so this benefits you, me not talking? (laughs) Like, you like that Mm -hmm. we're not talking? Oh, so you you deep-seated wanted to not talk to me. Okay. And so I'll say all this in a text and then call him. And then he's like, Deja, you're being crazy. Like you said, you didn't want to talk. I'm just agreeing with what you said. And so that's, that's an instance of me just being petty of just saying, well, you know, you need to not agree because. That- <laughs> Cause you need to want to be around me all the time. Cause right. I'm perfect and amazing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I've been there. That sounds, that sounds relatable. Like I, <laughs> 
Um, it's like, yeah, I told you I didn't want to do this thing, but you weren't supposed to agree with it. You supposed to bite me <laughs> on a little bit, you know. Um, the the challenges of having an emotionally mature partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's no, I love that because I think I well, that's at least I think more like stereotypically a woman's trait where it's like, yeah, I said this, but you were supposed to fight me on it, and uh, I think I think a lot of women probably could relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for sharing your your um, a little bit of your petty side because I think you know a lot of us harbor a little bit of that, and uh, it's fun to hear about, and, and I think it helps you know people realize that we all got a little bit of it inside of us, and and it doesn't make us like a freak of nature or weird or <laughs> we we all got it. Um, but anywho, this has been a wonderful conversation. I like seriously, genuinely appreciate the like transparency and honesty that you've shared today. Um, I think it's helped. It's definitely helped me understand like what the real challenges, um, and how like even being in a healthy, mature relationship is still going to be freaking hard. Um, and so hopefully like the audience, people listening got, um, some good takeaways and some good insights too. So that if, if they're single now, they'll know what to expect going into, what they can, like some tools that they can use going into a relationship, or if they're in a relationship, like things that they can try to implement in their current situation. That's a long-winded way of saying thank you, Deja. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Randy. I enjoyed talking with you. Awesome. Well, we'll chat again soon, and um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Situationships Podcast. If you learned anything on this episode, please share the episode with a friend. Get Situationships Podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships Podcast Patreon at patreon.com backslash situationships pod. You know that situationship you had that one time? The one your girlfriends remind you about when you start acting brand new? I want to hear about it. Hit me up at situationshipspodcast.com backslash my story or email me at situationshipspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships Podcast listeners on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at situationshipspod and on Twitter at situationspod. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.